Good morning. It is a beautiful December 3rd, and I am on a trip again. So for those of you who follow along, <laughs> it seems like my life is one long trip. I am currently in Ankeny, Iowa, getting ready to be at Northridge Baptist Church this morning. But as I'm getting started and just thinking about the day, I always have to start with my journaling. So today I read 1 John chapter 5 is what I focused on just in my personal reading. And it's always a challenge to read 1 John because it continually goes back to the idea of the, the love of God and our attachment to Him and to each other and to obedience to His Word, to following His commandments. But the verse I want to focus on today is verse 2, but I'll go ahead and start with verse 1. It says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves Him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. Now verse 2, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. And this verse really ties those three ideas together. We love the children of God, his church, when we love God and keep his commandments. So by default there, we don't love his church if we don't love him and keep his commandments. And, you know, it's, it seemed like a struggle for us, even though if we go to verse 3, it says, For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. But we certainly also often act like they are burdensome. <laughs> we struggle to love one another. Um, it's an interesting thing to go through and study how many times in the New Testament it says one another, as it's talking about our relationship in the church, and the care that we're supposed to have for each other. And we really struggle with that as humans, and part of it is because we're human. We, we look at the other person and realize that they do not deserve that kind of um, unrestricted love, just unconditional. No one deserves that. And we look at people and, and see that, and so we don't want to give them that love. But what God tells us is that we don't deserve it either. <laughs> he gave it to us. And we are part of the way he shows that to other people. It is through our obedience to him, uh, our love for him, that we show that love. Not because they deserve it, not because we deserve it, but because he deserves it. You know, it's, it's a sad truth that the world is more disconnected in many ways today, even though technologically, we're more con connected. If you think about it this morning, if you're listening to me, well, you're not here in the room with me, even though it's a very fine hotel room. <laughs> you're somewhere else. But we have a, a connection, people would say. You can, you can listen. You can, can perhaps be challenged in your thinking or encouraged. Uh, my goal is to, to encourage people to grow to continue to pursue Christ-likeness and to be disciples of, of Jesus, and perhaps in a way that, that happens through this kind of media. But realistically, I don't know who's listening. I don't know what effect my words have, and I don't get any feedback. Well, I mean, I could get feedback if you um, chose to do so, but I don't really get a lot of feedback. Certainly not the instant feedback of, a conversation. So 
even though there is a connection of a sort, we're mostly disconnected. Uh, people rely on social media, on the internet, and even things like texting to take the place of an actual conversation. And even the phone is uh, a step better than all that. It's not quite the same. When you get into things like uh, Facebook Live or um, FaceTime, Zoom calls, okay, that's as close as you can get because then at least you can hear the voice inflection. You can see the facial response. You're, you're going to get as close as you can. You still can't shake hands with somebody. You can't give them a hug. There's a limit, but that's the best you can do. But a lot of technology, what has in what it has done is put up a barrier between us because we feel like we've reached out and and done something relationally when we sent an email or when we sent a text, when it's not always received that way. And we don't know that necessarily because we felt fulfilled. We sent the message we wanted to send. Really loving each other. And this is something that in my mind I keep coming back to. Really loving each other requires some sacrifice. It requires um, following that path as far as it needs to go to develop the relationship that needs to be there. And if you think about it in terms of God and man, the reason that Jesus had to come to this work, world was so that we could have that relationship because it's really difficult for us to fathom this relationship with a spirit. With God, as he's presented in the Old Testament, we recognize that he's there and he's important and we value that relationship uh, as mankind. But until he is put in the form of man, we struggle to relate to him. And it's that presence, knowing that he knows and understands what we go through. And some of what we lack in our relationships today and our inability to love each other is that we're not willing to sacrifice to be present with someone else, to be physically there, to make that sacrifice to whether it's to drive or to fly, to be there to build a relationship, to show that we know and that we care. It takes a level of care that we struggle to, to give quite often. Why is that? Well, I mean, I think ultimately we don't love God the way that we should. You know, it's uh, he loved us and we should love other people. Uh, he loved us. We should love him. But he loved us and we're distracted by all the temporal things that this world offers. Uh, big screen TVs and new cars and, you know, all of technology. And we seek a comfortable life where God intends for us to have an eternal life. And I think we, we get confused about what our priorities are and seek the wrong things. And because of that, we get to a, a passage like this where we're thinking about the love that we have for each other and we struggle to actually live that out because I've got things I want to do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it is true that we live in this life. We have things that we, we do need to do. But it's also true that uh, eternity is long. <laughs> and he gives us a way to approach eternity no, with confidence, approach him with confidence. But we, we struggle. 
Read verse 13 in chapter 5 says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You know, it is that confidence in what He has done. Uh, that's the confidence that we should be striving to live in. Not in whether we can do it ourselves, uh, whether all things are going to work out in this life, but strictly pursue God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love His family. Uh, love people around you. And I think if we really put those things first, other things will fall into place. Uh, we will figure out this life as we go along, but ultimately this life is going to be short, uh, relatively painful, <laughs> but then, then eternity. And I think uh, we have to recognize in our priority <laughs> list, uh, eternal things have to be kept at a high priority. Hopefully, it's been a challenge and encouragement to you, it certainly is to me. I'm hopefully at the point where I'm going to start doing a little better with these. I keep thinking it's going to be daily or at least multiple times a week, but travel continually haunts me. So on we go. Have a great day.